Hi, Dr. Gary with DentalPracticeSales.com. Dental our website is DentalPracticeGuide.com. Uh, our name of our company is Healthcare Practice Guide, HealthcarePracticeSales.com. Our number is 201-663-0935. And our website is DentalPracticeGuide.com. All the information is not to be uh, listened to as le legal or business advice for pure entertainment only. Always speak to your professionals. So now we have a situation. We have two DSO slash private equities bidding on one practice. So the practice is grossing, you know, a few million dollars, certainly, and uh, very attractive to the DSO private equities. So they're paying my commission. I brought two different ones in. So the seller would have at least a choice and a good choice of two solid companies. And solid companies means I've dealt business with them before. They go to the closing table, they're honorable, and post-closing you won't have problems, uh, which is critical to me. I don't want my sellers getting involved in uh, a problem or an issue. And uh, so we have two of them bidding, both companies, you know, both of them knew that there was another company bidding. I didn't divulge who it was. I never share or shop a deal. I don't tell the other one what the other one's offering. They'll go through the attorneys if they want to get that type of information. But um, I don't share the information. So this was going on and both of them submitted offers and the seller really wasn't sure what they wanted to do, which offer to accept. They were leaning towards one more than the other. And we were just waiting. And then suddenly a week went by and they called us and they said, well, we've decided to go with a third buyer. They went out on their own. Uh, I didn't really have them in contract because I was really just bringing the sellers at that point. We didn't expose it to the open market. So they went out and got their own buyer, another DSO. Now, what do you think happens? This is a third buyer. So the third buyer, the only way the third buyer is going to get the deal, they fig he figures, I guess, he finds out what the other two buyers are doing. What is it about the other two buyers' deal that you don't like? I guess is the conversation because I wasn't involved and I didn't bring the third buyer in. This isn't something you should do. If you want a third buyer, let everybody know you're bringing a third buyer in so at least everybody's on board that a third person's bidding on it. You don't take their information and so to speak shop it with the third buyer because what is the third buyer going to do third buyer is going to take all the information and whatever downfall or whatever shortcomings it was from the first and second buyer he's going to say he'll improve on it so essentially the third buyer will give the seller everything they want make everybody happy and the seller will think well this is great i'm getting everything i want so he's essentially outbidding everybody i don't know what the seller told the third buyer but he's outbidding everybody and he's giving the seller just what they think they want. Of course, we're not in contract negotiations. A letter of intent is non-binding. We hope it's gonna include most of the things in the letter of intent to the contract, but it's still non-binding. What happens in these situations are, the third buyer comes in, the first and second buyer are, you know, they're disillusioned now a little, a little distrusting now because you took their information and went elsewhere with it and shopped the deal. So now you as a seller are actually in jeopardy of losing the third buyer if it doesn't work out the third, losing the first and second buyer. 
lose all three of them. And I'm always cautious of this. And if I have a solid deal, I don't bring in a third person. I tell that other person, you're in the second or third position, but certainly you'll be in first position if things don't work out. I'm not going to listen to their promises. I'll do better. Let me bid higher. I'm not going to listen to that because I, I don't want to get involved in that. And yeah, they may offer a little money or the little better terms, and then they'll do whatever they can to get the deal. And I think under this circumstance, I don't know what's going to happen. I think the third buyer will promise them everything until they go to contract, until something happens. Some Something happens, maybe a problem with one of the associates, maybe the associate leaves early, maybe there's a problem with another issue, uh, maybe there's a problem with credentialing, maybe there's a problem with uh, getting the lease straightened out. And now suddenly the third buyer goes, well, you know, everything's changed now. You said I was going to get a good lease, you said everybody's going to... Uh, stay on and now we're finding not everybody's staying or there's a different change or I'm having a credentialing problem getting on that insurance company so I can't give you the same deal I promised you so now you're sitting there he's promised you everything in the world and now there's a lot of <laughs> holes in his sale that is the uh, new buyer so you're sitting there and you thought he'd prove, he'd buy, you know, again, this is where you go to your attorneys, ask their opinions. I'm just giving my opinion. Everything I give is my opinion. So now you go back to your attorney, you go back to me, and I'm going to listen to this. And you have problems with the third buyer. And I, I don't, you know, I didn't bring the third buyer in. I don't know who they are. And it, it's hard for me to represent you uh, on a buyer that I didn't bring in because I brought in my two best buyers. So this is the problem you have. You know, trying to get every nickel and dime, and not that you don't deserve it, but everything on the contract you want your way perfectly. It's hard to get that. And it's not, you're not always in the best of circumstances because you think you're getting that. You have to be open-minded. You have to, in, in situations, just stick with who you have. And if there's a third bar, you tell the third buyer, wait on the sidelines. If it doesn't work out, I'll be in touch with you. That's the way it should happen. So we don't know what will occur at this point. All we know is that the seller is choosing a third buyer and is swinging to them. He's really not negotiating. They're really not negotiating with the first and second buyer, which is what should happen. What should have happened is you should have gone to the uh, first and second buyer and tell them, look, a third buyer came and they're offering me this and not, can we talk? That's what you should be doing. I don't know what's going to happen at this point. I have no idea which way this is going to go. I have a feeling I know which way it's going to go. Um, and we're talking to the seller, trying to educate them, trying to say, bring the other two on board. And don't think it's always greener on the other side of the hill. And there's things we as brokers know about other DSOs and companies and, uh, and private equities that they may not know about. So it's something to be aware of. So uh, if you like everything you're hearing, please hit the subscribe button. We are looking forward to giving you more information uh, whenever we can. It changes daily. The deals change daily. You can't even write articles about this because the article you wrote today changes tomorrow. So be careful who you're listening to. The only ones who really know what's happening is the brokers that are doing the deals yesterday, that closed yesterday. And uh, that's where the answers are. That's where the market's heading. And it could change radically all the time. All right, that's it. Looking good.